0: This is a download from Ormskirk Christadelphians of one of our Sunday afternoon talks. A video of the talk is also available, along with more downloads, at our website ormskirkchristadelphians.org.uk or join us in person at our meeting room on Moorgate in Ormskirk every Sunday at 1.45pm. We hope you enjoy the talk. Good afternoon everyone. Uh, So, uh, as has been said, my my talk for this afternoon is from the theme that's being covered here in this room this year which is on Bible quotes, some well known, some maybe not so much uh, and as has been said the quote we'll be thinking about tonight is Thou fool, shall be in danger of hell So to try and understand uh, this quote we're hopefully going to be able to work out what does it mean by hell, what is the meaning behind the verse and What, if anything, does this mean for us? Uh, So to do this, uh, it's important to start off by looking at the full verse uh, that this phrase comes from, uh, and some of the chapter which it is in, to understand the context. Uh, So if you'd turn with me to the book of Matthew, please, and chapter 5. I know we've had this read, so I'll just read a... up to the the part that we're looking at if we start at verse 21 though ye have heard that it was said by them of all time thou shalt not kill and whosoever shall kill shall be in danger of the judgment but I say unto you that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment whosoever shall say to his brother Raka shall be in danger of the council but whosoever shall say thou fool shall be in danger of hell fire So this is uh, Jesus speaking here and uh, when he says you have heard it said by them of old time uh, what he means by this is that the Jews who were the people of God chosen by him uh, were given rules and commandments by God to follow uh, as you might know from the Ten Commandments uh, and the book of Leviticus Uh, and this commandment that Jesus is referring to here is simple Uh, thou shalt not kill probably one of the most well known of the ten commandments so it's easy for us to say uh, for most of us to say oh well i don't kill people and i would never do that so i won't be in danger of this this judgment or the hell which it speaks of however what jesus is saying is that it's it's not just about the action it's about the thought that could lead to the action and it, it, it's unusual to go from, from every day to murder, obviously. Uh, there's, there has to be a build-up of anger or resentment. Uh, and Jesus here is, is warning us against that. Uh, so Jesus says, I say unto you that whosoever is angry with his brother without cause shall be in danger of the judgment. Whosoever shall say to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the council. But whosoever shall say, Thou fool, shall be in danger of hellfire. So, what what does it mean when it says danger of hell fire? Now, so there's there's a common conception of hell and heaven, uh, that hell is a a place of punishment for those who are are wicked in this life to go to after death, uh, where they will stay forever. Now, the word hell is the uh, anglicised version of sheol uh, from the Hebrew word in the bible uh, that is it's sometimes translated hell uh, but it's also translated more often as grave uh, and that's because the, the true meaning of the word is a covered place however the new testament which is where we're looking at today uh, which was originally written in greek has two words that are translated as hell which are hades and gehenna uh, the word Hades is similar to the word Sheol in Hebrew, which is also translated as hell, and as we've said, that means a covered place. Now, Gehenna was originally the name of a rubbish tip that was situated outside Jerusalem, uh, and it's here that all the rubbish from the city was burned, something that was uh, typical of, of many developing cities at the time. Uh, as well as rubbish, uh, the dead bodies of criminals were also thrown onto the fires uh, so the fires were always burning to avoid the smell of, of the rotten and, and decay from affecting the city and consequently uh, Gehenna became symbolic of total destruction and rejection and Jesus knew all of this uh, when he used the word Gehenna uh, he was bringing together Old Testament teachings uh, to the Jews who were listening to him, the idea of Gehenna would have conjured up in their minds the idea of rejection and destruction of the physical body. Uh, just as the ones of the criminals that were, that were burnt there. Uh, this would have connected their minds to uh, the eternal fire talked about in Deuteronomy at the beginning of the Bible that represents the, the anger of God against people who go against him and his ways and the the ultimate destruction of them through death in Deuteronomy 4 verse 24 we read for the Lord thy God is a consuming fire even a jealous God so this is the connection that Jesus was making or trying to bring out for the Jews it was a reminder that like the fire that was always burning outside their city and turned everything to dust or ash so is god's anger to those who go against his laws or commandments and this going against god's command god's ways is called sin and it was first done by adam and eve in the garden of eden and since then man has uh, had to walk the earth with many temptations to go against god's commandments it says in the uh, the book of romans the wages of sin is death and this is very much the case Uh, as a result of the first sin committed by Adam and Eve we all have the nature to sin and consequently we die now one idea that is often associated with that of hell is that of the immortal soul Uh, this says that when we're born uh, our consciousness uh, comes into life and never dies, uh, even if our if our body does. Um, however, the the soul that God breathed into Adam, the first man in Genesis two, uh, doesn't refer to a spirit that lives on after we die. If we just go there quickly, uh, Genesis, is the first book of the Bible, obviously, and uh, chapter two. Just quickly go there and verse seven. and the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul so this verse shows that before God gave Adam life the breath of life Adam was not a living soul Uh, we see also in Ezekiel chapter 18 and verse 4 you don't have to go there but uh, it's a bit further on in your Bibles 18 of verse 4 Behold all souls are mine this is God speaking as the soul of the father so also the soul of the son is mine the soul that sinneth it shall die Uh, therefore we we can see that when it is referring to the soul when the Bible refers to the soul it means our bodies Uh, for as much as we would wish for our bodies to stay young forever uh, we know that that's definitely not possible uh, our bodies grow old and we do eventually die as has always been the case since adam and eve and ecclesiastes chapter 9 goes further to say that the living know that they shall die but the, 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 the sorry but the dead know not anything neither have they any more reward for the memory of them is forgotten so when you're dead you you have no memories you have no thoughts but there is hope Uh, whilst there's no mention of the idea of an immortal soul anywhere in the Bible there is hope that God will be able to save us from death Uh, the verse in Romans that I I read uh, continues on for the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord of course this brings up more questions for us to answer uh how will we have eternal life Uh, what did jesus do to give us uh, to bring us eternal life and and why is it a gift from god why is he giving it to us now while we don't know the exact means of how we will have eternal life what it will be like we know that what we must do in order to gain eternal life uh sorry we know what we must do in order to gain eternal life uh as we've seen, the soul or the body that we have will die and stays in the ground. Uh, however, as Christadelphians, we uh, and believers of the Bible, we do not uh, view this death as final. Uh, we believe in a hope of resurrection, which is being raised from the dead, uh, and that when Jesus returns to set up God's kingdom on this earth, which is what we believe, that those who are dead will be raised. And they'll be judged. And hopefully, if they're judged right, we'll live in that kingdom with Jesus. So what did Jesus do to bring us eternal life? Uh, well, if we if we read the Bible, it shows that he lived a sinless life, and then he died so that we may be saved. Uh, and what a wonderful thing that is, uh, that, that someone who lived 2,000 years ago uh, and had no knowledge of us and was willing to, to sacrifice his life so that we may live ourselves. And we believe that that eternal life that we will hopefully be given is a, is a gift from God for a number of reasons. Uh, firstly, being that to live forever is something that we can't do now, obviously. Uh, for our bodies to be changed and be able to live forever would indeed be a, a wonderful thing secondly as i mentioned earlier we all sin and go against god's commandments Uh, and it's a result of this that we die Uh, but god out of out of his loving kindness and his mercy is able to forgive all our sins and put them away as though they never happened we read in isaiah chapter 38 verse 17 behold for peace i had great bitterness But thou hast in love to my soul delivered it from the pit of corruption. For thou hast cast all sins behind thy back. So as Christophians we don't believe that when you die you go to a place of torment. Instead we believe that once you are dead that is it. uh, Until the day when Jesus will return to this earth to set up God's kingdom now uh, Peter a disciple of Jesus one of these twelve disciples who saw him crucified and then raised again from the dead spoke of this hope of resurrection in Acts and chapter 2 if you'll uh, turn with me there please Acts is in the New Testament you have the, uh, the gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke and John and then Acts is the next book so Acts and chapter 2 and we'll look at verse 24 speaking of of Jesus whom God hath raised up having loosed the pains of death because it was not possible that he should be holden of it so when Jesus was living uh, on the earth over 2000 years ago he kept to God's commandments and laws and did not sin at all and as a result God was unable to leave Jesus in the grave or the state of death because as we saw from the verse in Romans death is a result of sin therefore if Jesus didn't sin he couldn't be kept in the grave or in the state of death now if we read on to verse 25 For David speaketh concerning him, I foresaw the Lord always before my face, for he is on my right hand, I should not be moved. Therefore did my heart rejoice, and my tongue was glad. Moreover also my flesh shall rest in hope, because thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. Uh, As with the verse that we started with this afternoon, we see again a mention of hell. Uh, but here it means that God did not leave Jesus to remain dead, or in this covered place, the grave, as the word truly means, uh, because it would have corrupted his body to decay, as most deceased people do. Uh, if we if we look down our chapter again now, in verse twenty-eight, we read, "Thou hast made me know; Thou hast made known to me the ways of life. Thou shalt make me full of joy with Thy countenance." men and brethren let me freely speak unto you of the patriarch David that he is both dead and buried and his sepulchre is with us unto this day. So Peter here is speaking about David who uh, was a king in the Old Testament part of the Bible and he's described as being a man after God's own heart which is high praise indeed and Peter is explaining that if David, someone who was after God's own heart, was dead and buried for all to see over 2,000 years ago when he's speaking about it, then why in verse 25 was he talking about God not leaving his soul in hell? If we read on, Therefore, being a prophet, and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him, that of the fruit of his loins, according to the flesh, who would raise up Christ to sit on his throne. He, seeing this before, spake of the resurrection of Christ, that his soul was not left in hell, neither his flesh did see corruption. Uh, David knew from reading uh, his smaller section of the Bible, what he had at that time, and talking to the prophets of his time, that God would send the Messiah, or Christ, to the earth to sit on his throne. And that those who had been faithful to God. In their lives would be raised again. Uh, And as we can see from verse 27. David was writing of the resurrection of Jesus. After he had been killed. How that God did not let. uh, Jesus' body to be corrupted. He was raised to life instead. Now if we go down the chapter. Go down the chapter of verse 34. uh, Peter continues for David is not ascended into the heavens, but he saith himself, The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou on my right hand, until I make thy foes like footstool. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made that same Jesus whom you have crucified, both Lord and Christ. <coughs> so the, the idea that, that people have, the conception that people have of, of going to hell and being tortured if we are bad is followed with that of going to heaven if we are good And Peter's, Peter's saying here that if David who was a man after God's own heart is not in heaven then what kind of chance do we have um, and really we don't do we uh, because the only person who has and will be resurrected and ascending to heaven is Jesus. Uh, and after Jesus had risen from the dead, he came back to speak to his disciples. Uh, but after 40 days, he ascended into heaven to be with his Father, God. If you'll turn with me uh, back to Acts chapter 1, please. Acts chapter 1. And we'll read uh, verses 9 to 11. And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight, speaking of Jesus. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as you've seen him go into heaven. So we can see here we're we're told in these verses in Acts that Jesus will return to the earth as he went up. He will return from heaven to fulfill God's promises that he would set up a kingdom on earth. A kingdom that would be better than the state of the world at the moment. And so instead of uh, focusing on being good or bad so that we avoid hell, we are to focus on the hope of resurrection that Peter has been talking about to the Jews in Acts chapter 2. A much better and surer hope. This kingdom will be a wonderful place to be in. Uh, If you'll turn with me to uh, Isaiah, please. Isaiah is roughly in the middle of your Bible Psalms is about the middle of the Bible then you have Proverbs Ecclesiastes and then you get to Isaiah uh, Isaiah 65 and verses 21 to 25 tell us what this kingdom on earth is going to be like is verse 21 and they shall build houses and inhabit them And they shall plant vineyards and eat the fruit of them. They shall not build and another inhabit. They shall not plant and another eat. For as the days of a tree are the days of my people. And mine elect shall long enjoy the work of their hands. They shall not labour in vain, nor bring forth for trouble. For they are the seed of the blessed of the Lord, and their offspring with them. And it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. And while they are yet speaking, I will hear the wolf and the lamb shall feed together and the lion shall eat straw like the bullock and dust shall be the serpent's meat they shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain saith the Lord so this is it's nothing like anything that exists on earth at the minute is it and it won't exist until Jesus comes back to set up God's kingdom on earth So we've seen that the idea of of hellfire does not equate to the popular conception of hell as a place of punishment for the wicked. Uh, But instead was reminding the Jews of God's anger when they disobeyed him. And they had a physical reminder of the ever-burning fire outside their city. So the real meaning behind these verses back in Matthew is part of a bigger picture. Uh, When Jesus was speaking to the people... He was trying to teach them about control, uh, their thoughts and their attitudes. Uh, This verse here is about controlling your words. Uh, The words that we can speak have such a big impact on our lives, much more than we think. Uh, People can brood on them for for days afterwards and it can then cause them to hate the person who said it to them. And he's he's, he's advising us all to, to make peace with each other and not be quick to anger. Uh, and was instead helping the people to focus on gaining eternal life in God's kingdom. So how can we gain this this eternal life? Uh, well we need to learn and understand what God says by reading his word, the Bible. Uh, we as Christadelphians read the Bible regularly because we believe it's claimed to be the word of God. Uh, we understand that it is the way God has chosen to reveal himself to anyone who will read it we find in its pages the best guide to happiness now uh, and future life in God's kingdom and it also contains remarkable prophecies which not only show it is God's word but tell us that the return of Jesus is near and we also try to follow the example and teaching of Jesus by putting God first in our lives by recognising our dependence on him Uh, and our need for his forgiveness Uh, seeking to love our neighbours as Jesus taught and telling others the good news about him Uh, and this isn't always easy to follow uh, but the bible is full of uh, encouragement for us uh, and in Psalm 31 verse 24 it says to be of a good courage and he God shall strengthen your heart all you who hope in the Lord There is is much more to be gained by reading the word of God and following what it has to say. Uh, And in order to get your place in the kingdom of God on earth, it is important to to read your Bible and see what God has to say for yourself. Uh, The answer is clear and it's written in this book. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed that talk. For more downloads, videos, information about what we believe and details of our meeting times, go to our website, ormskirkchristadelphians.org.uk.